Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bonus Pod number five, a very, very special entry in our Bonus Pod series. We are now officially starting our interview series where we are interviewing uh, different entrepreneurs, business owners, and people from our local area that we find important. Um, today's episode, we are talking with CEO and founder of UGC Events, Matt Jackson. Um, I've known Matt pretty much my entire life. He's my really, really, really close friend. Uh, so UGC Events, they are an esports event uh, provider. Uh, they're starting to manufacture competitive wear and custom-made apparel as well. Um, it's definitely a super awesome, down-to-earth, really, really friendly interview. I think everybody's going to really enjoy it. Uh, as always, just want to make sure that you guys know if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions for somebody that you want us to interview for a future bonus pod or anything like that, please feel free to hit me up at RandomHeroXIX. And then also uh, hit up Shad on his Twitter, at Shad Schubert. And uh, on with the episode. What was your story? Well, what's crazy is that our Halo Classic <laughs> event, we had... Another team, another team of uh, production, uh, a production crew come in to help us with the Halo One setup. Yeah. Right. And their name is Skillshot. They're from Atlanta, Georgia. And Hotlanta. Hotlanta. Coming in hot. <laughs> and they had this dude with them that went to Denny's. No, it wasn't Denny's because Denny's doesn't serve alcohol. I don't think. Not that I know. Not at least not in Carbondale. Right. No. Well, this was but in that would be that. That's that's a hot market that needs to be tapped. Right. Denny's. <laughs> just keep drinking. Denny's, Waffle House, any of those just, places. Just keep drinking while you're eating your yeah, gross food. Absolutely. The video looked like they were at some kind of Denny's. It might have been a Mexican place. I can see. The, I can see. <laughs> I can see they Denny's. do have nachos there. Right. Or, me- or Mexican. <laughs> he had a margarita. Okay. And. He asked for a to-go cup, mm-hmm. and the lady was like, no, you can't take your margarita to go. <laughs> no. So he got a small... In Atlanta? Or this is St. Louis? This is Collinsville. Illinois. Okay, Collinsville. So that's where we... It was St. Louis advertised, but Collinsville. Um, so he asked for a to-go box, styrofoam to-go box for his whatever Mexican dish slash eggs or steak he may have had. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the point of the story is he dumps his margarita into the to-go box, <laughs> Stabbed the top of it with a straw and put it on Facebook, <laughs> and it exploded. Like the video views, you might have seen it on Facebook. I, I haven't, but I mean that sounds. I, in, I would watch it. And they videoed it, and what, the crazy part with is the nachos. No, it's just 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 the margarita. I was like, yeah, the nachos. Just go dump the margarita in. No margarita. Straw. <laughs> it was nacho flavored margarita. Actually, <laughs> cheese around the rim yeah. of it. Um, but it went viral. And I, I don't. He had like by the next day, he had like five million views on it. Jesus! It was to the point that I came back and went to dinner with friends, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, my friend just tagged me in this video. This guy taking a margarita to go." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "Point to this is his team interviewed me, and so I don't know if he's technically famous, but the margarita to go <laughs> is famous. So it's close enough. <laughs> it's it's by association that he's famous. I'm pretty sure we could Google margarita to go, and it would probably pop up. Yeah. I like that. I will later. I don't really understand why it was that entertaining. Uh, I mean... I like it. I just the concept, like the quick thinking of 
on his part, you know. I like mean, I always take like a Ziploc baggie with me everywhere I go, and yeah. then if I want to take a drink, I just pour it in the Ziploc. I use bag. my colostomy bag. Exactly, mm-hmm. kind of like the bags they had in third or fourth grade. Remember when they got the milk pouches? Oh, they're Maxi Cool. <laughs> yeah, you remember, they were Maxi Cool. Dude, they that were was like the commercial the most, that we had to watch for it. It was so complicated. <laughs> like you gotta poke the the straw in the air bubble. There's an air bubble at the very top. Mm-hmm. If you did it anywhere else, it wouldn't You're work. Fucked, yeah. I really want to watch like research that on YouTube and see if I can find the commercial that they did. For I that personally feel like it was a horrible idea. milk like, pillows. It was a horrible idea, but I just remember the thing that's being like do 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 the milk pouch. It's Maxi Cool. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. this. Yeah, all. they showed us a promotional <laughs> video. It was like in sixth grade. I feel like Fucking was Joe a... Chapman was over there with uh, <laughs> pepper, and because they did it during lunchtime, and he took all of the pepper from a pepper shaker and put it in his mashed potatoes and stirred it around until they were black, and he ate it. Is that was that part of the milk? Bag? Welcome to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> was he like, I can't take this. <laughs> I'm gonna end this it now. This commercial's horrible. And Death then, by pepper. And then he OD'd by pepper. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, I will never drink a milk pouch, ever. <laughs> I just felt like it was really gross. And I remember the commercial. It seemed like all the kids were super happy about taking like the Capri Sun straw and stabbing this clear milk <laughs> It just milk never sack. worked. Just it was like a... It, it like would a, have worked if they just did it in a Capri Sun pouch. It was a boob yes. implant that like, you had to try to stab there's a with thing, a There's a fucking... hole that you know that you're going to... Uh, this looks weird. <laughs> there's a hole you're going to poke it right. into. This is why would you not, then you, instead of trying to fucking find a bubble. I around. couldn't figure out which side to even poke it in. It didn't matter, I don't think. I think it was just the, that was the point. You just had to find the bubble. Well, I'm not too picky. You know? <laughs> yeah. Wherever you can get it, you know. For the record, margarita to go, absolutely, it's the first thing that's on there. As long as you can figure out how to spell margarita. Um, yeah. Which is kind of a hard word. There's a lot of letters in it. Yeah, a couple intros ago on uh, one of the episodes, he forgot how to spell his name, so that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's definitely a Mexican restaurant. Okay, see. It's not a Denny's. It's not. Seriously. But he's doing a good job. Yeah. See, look. Yeah, that's exactly him. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the exactly guy. That is exactly <laughs> him. That is exactly what he looked like. Is he the one that interviewed there then? Yeah. The guy with the glasses? Yeah. Is he doing a better job than I did? No, never. Is it really formal? What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> Should we tell people? Yeah. Uh, welcome to IFNZ Bonus Pods. Number, I guess this is five. I would call now. It five. This is yeah. number five, and we are here with uh, my lifetime boyfriend, Matt Jackson. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, that went out. It did go out, but that's just because it's a it's a dumb laptop. I'm just going to sleep. It's not a dumb laptop. It'll it's, keep it's running. A smart laptop. I did not want to miss wrong. this high level content that we are about to produce. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Super high speed stuff. Um, so we wanted to do, we, we talked about it uh, a few episodes oui, ago, oui. We, 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 uh, we talked about doing it a few episodes ago, about having some people on and just doing uh, some interviews with people that we find interesting, people that are local, and the everything that you've done with you at UGC is super awesome, mm-hmm. and it's super inspiring, and I think it warrants uh, some discussion. It does. It warrants a lot of discussion. So we came up with a few... I hope I fulfill uh, all your warrants. <laughs> a few questions. There's many out there, by the way. You know. uh, Legally. Like high-speed questions such as, uh, Shad had one that he ran by me earlier before you got here. I cannot wait. <laughs> Go ahead. I was supposed to, It wasn't supposed to be the first question. Oh, it is now. Go uh, ahead. This is real... Coming out with the bangers. Mm-hmm. Do you wonder what's in a wonder ball? Mm-hmm. Do you? I, don't, I haven't even heard about that in a long time. <laughs> uh, I, I, I literally don't think my brain has, has thought about Wonder Balls in like at least... They're still around. They years. are. You can buy them yeah. at gas okay. stations. Still chocolate, still like sugary candies in the middle. If you're like from, sweet tarts if you're from, if you're from Southern Illinois, Casey's. Generous really? Store. 
So I don't wonder, but I can tell you that I was You don't, he just told you what was in it either. Oh, yeah, sugary candy. Didn't, so they, didn't they have like a tattoo or some shit in there at one point in time? No, no, they probably had everything. I was uh, at my, my question oh, that I wanted to come out today with. Yes, please. Uh, before I so rudely interrupt, what's your favorite Halo map and why is it midship? <laughs> it is midship. Yeah. Actually, I don't know, Justin. We had some. Is it hang em high? No, it's lockout. Remember it's lockout? the game attic? The game attic. It would just like we would go up there and only play lockout. Mm-hmm. Like it was like we would stay up there for twelve hours and we literally played the same mm-hmm. map. Trying to do the fucking br super jump constantly. Exactly, and nobody cared. Everybody was so happy. Yeah, it was good so, times. But midship is interesting, I think, because it uh, allows good. Team communication. It has symmetry. It's very symmetrical. It has, it has it has it has a symmetry like no other. Yeah. I don't know anything about Halo. Like, well, like except for watching you guys. That's play. why it's perfect for him to interview because he has no idea about any of this stuff. On. So he's he's it's it's good. I would compare midship to a very symmetrical woman. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, it's got mm-hmm. you know, different layers, curves. Mm-hmm. Ogres do too. That's what I've heard. Like an onion. Yeah. Different layers. I'm not sure. You might get in trouble for referencing that. Disney might come after you. No, I mean we discussed this before too. This is free advertisement. We get we uh, we advertise for everybody. We have uh, we have all kinds of sponsors all the time that aren't Shrek. really sponsors. Shrek is a sponsor. Yeah. Sponsored by Shrek. Sponsored by Spre- yeah. Shrek's uh, the the reboot of Shrek. Uh, we're sponsored by the new Aladdin coming out um, in theaters on? We'll May. Uh, we we talked about that in an episode actually. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> But do you think one of his children but would be better? I will say, me and Mandy and uh, Abby here we watched the uh, we watched the new trailer it's that better. just came out. Yeah, it's better. He's actually the they, they let him they let him no, walk around just being black. He doesn't have to be blue all the time. He's black. That's great. Yeah, I think it's like it was like the way it should be. Exactly. The, I agree. I think what they did was I think uh, when they played him through in like the rest of the city or whatever mm-hmm. it's called Agrabah, we'll call it. Yeah. Uh, the aggro crag? The aggro mm-hmm. people's. The yeah. aggro crag. Uh, I don't know if that is. Do the you aggro have crag? It. Guts. You don't remember Nickelodeon Guts? Do, do, do I you have it? <laughs> no. Guts. Uh, how many times can we say that? <laughs> you remember it now? <laughs> do you have it? Uh, I think hey, I want to watch that. They, <laughs> they do that to make him blend in. Like he can walk with the crowd. Yeah. He just looks like, like he's. That's a genie. He's just like, no, I'm visiting from Africa. Yeah. Because it's right here. Yeah. Do you think that's what it is? <laughs> what? He's black. <laughs> I know. I mean, they're not. <laughs> they're <laughs> brown. I guess it's brown too. I'm sorry. I, I'm, this not gonna, I'm not going to participate in this conversation. <laughs> actually, you don't have to. It's okay. Let us be racist for you. <laughs> um. Do we? Uh, what the hell is that? Is she vacuuming something? There's definitely a vacuum. Cool. That's the genie. I hope that picks up. <laughs> I mean, it may not have, but since we brought attention to it, it's even better. Yeah. Good good stuff. Well, um, what about, like, just starting with how you've gotten into, like, games? Like, all the way from the Game Attic to, to now, like, how it kind of went from there to there. Sure. Um, well, I mean, Justin was on the ground floor with us as we developed uh, the Treat Game me like I wasn't on the ground floor and explain what the Game Attic is. I like it better if you are on the ground floor. Matt, we, we Chad can. was there, too. Sometimes I was That's cracking true. jokes. He yeah. was. He cracked jokes. He's and like, then he guys, left a bunch of nerds. Bris- <laughs> he left <laughs> briskly. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat long, some food. With his long hair. <laughs> I mean, I can give a quick like 
just rundown of it. Yeah, like sure. how it started. Well, yeah. I mean, it started in, the, in, I guess, my parents' basement or Justin's house even. We used to play video games, yeah. line up, um, went to a land center in Carbondale and... Uh, called Duckets. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking. I was. I was thinking the other day. I was like, "Where the fuck was Duckets? Yeah, where was it? It was. Like, um, it started on the strip. It was the um, next to Gats. The Gatsby's too. Yeah. Okay. Like by. Uh, like literally, whenever Jimmy you, John's. Yeah. Like literally, whenever you walked out the door mm-hmm. of Duckets front door and you turned to your right, the stairs that went down to Gatsby's was down there. Uh, so it was like right there. Yeah. Um, and then it moved out across the street from like Schnooks. Yeah, and there's like that slowly, strip that was out there. It yeah, it was. It, it did okay there, but then when they decided Marion. to move to Marion, it just bombed. I gotcha. Yeah, there was like no foot traffic. It was like nobody was willing to drive 15 minutes sure. to get to there to yeah. play games. <laughs> but I mean, I think that was pretty inspirational. You know, Justin and I went down there with Joe mm-hmm. Chapman, who you previously mentioned. I did. Doing, he loves pepper. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, you know. We wanted a place to play like, yeah. with our friends, and we—I don't think anybody expected us to really take the space that we had access to and, and fix it up. It was kind of like these adults were like, "Yeah, go up there and check it out," and we went up there and it's just full of trash and dead birds and toilets and stuff. And yeah, I come not, down and I'm like, the amount of toilets and dead birds in <laughs> yeah, that place, weird. you would be surprised. And actually, a condom machine. <laughs> we have all kinds of stories. The game at it could be a whole episode. <laughs> it really could be. I like the history of that place too, or like they said it was like uh, half of it was like a underground boxing and in, half in like the brothel. 20s and really? the other half was like a brothel like uh people come up All there to, upstairs to, part to pay to spray yeah dude it was like they would box in the ring and then not during go. the game addict time but back in the 20s i was like that's where i would have been hanging out. Yeah, you had to pay extra to access that area yes and get my fuck on yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyways, um, we would host tournaments, and I think slowly through that process, we saw a business model. We would, mm-hmm. we would put a lot of time into it, set it up. I remember many times we would make two or $300, go to Walmart, load up Justin's car with two or three tube TVs, come back, unbox yeah. them, and, and set it up. Um, For those not in the know, whenever the tube TV was going out, they were selling those sweet, dank... 20 inch Emersons <laughs> on the low for about $80. Dude, pop. for real. So we would, we would go there, buy like four, put them in my ion, and then travel back and then carry them up. Yeah. And then I'd park at the bank, and people would yell at me for parking at the bank. Speaking of that, I got a, I got a note on my truck when I parked next to the bank. Um, Is no park here? Yes. I was like, wow, it made me think exactly yeah. of you. I gotta go on to this. Sorry, <laughs> Justin, you is do parked, you got, Justin is parked next to the bank, and um, pretty much the guy that owns the bank is like trying to park, and Justin's in his spot. Was it Redner? Yeah, it was the mayor. <laughs> yeah, and of Ducoin. I just love it because Justin gets out of his car and looks at him and is like, "What? <laughs> what do you want?" And then we realized there's a sign, bank parking only, and we had to to move, but um. <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally, I was going to be there for all of, like, I, I, I had... I had, had to unload those Emersons. I totally had plans of parking straight back at the front of the bank again. <laughs> I was going to be there for maybe five-minute tops. Yeah. I mean, it, they were heavy, they were heavy TVs. <laughs> Two TVs, they were only 20-inch, but we had to carry each one of those babies up a big flight of stairs that were going to collapse at any <laughs> point in time. Those are scary-ass They were. You know what I think about, because, fun fact, I live up there now. Oh, it's I a, did it's, not know it's that. It's a furnished apartment. Uh, my cousin Kaylin 
He redid it. He was living there. He moved out. And so I live up there. Yeah. And I was walking up there today. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how many times have I walked up this, these stairs? Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about the time we tried to get like a 46-inch tube TV up those stairs. <laughs> yeah. And how one of us could have been crushed very easily. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a hazard. Yeah. But I mean, I threw that. We would advertise on MySpace. Um, it became something that Justin and I and the few people that were managing it um, no longer were playing very much, but we had a high volume of people coming to, to compete. And there was no term called eSports at the time. We didn't even know about Major League Gaming, any of this. Uh, and we started talking about trying to expand this, do like a circuit in Illinois. We eventually had something called the IGC, Illinois Gaming Circuit. We hosted it at a skating rink called the Skate Zone. And um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. And then we said, you know <laughs> that was, what? Wasn't that the time we met uh, Kevin was there? Holy? He started coming to the Game Attic. With yeah, JD. he did eventually, but I yeah. remember him, like, that was, like, the first yeah. tournament. He was just like, I'm going to try and go pro. Yeah. And <laughs> what's crazy about it is at the Skate Zone tournament, I had kids coming up to me going, hey, there's Major League Gaming pros here. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know who they are. And it was Cloudy Cloud, Joe Fries, mm-hmm. Call Me God. We, um, after that event, we saw, we thought it was a success, and I remember thinking, like, we have to make a name that can expand beyond Illinois. Yeah. Like, we can't just keep contained here. So, uh, we came up with Ultimate Gaming Championship, UGC events, and we hosted a UGC tournament at the American Legion. Mm -hmm. We had... 2010? uh, Yeah, 2010. 2010. We had, um... Like top tier pros. I'm talking coming off of a major league gaming circuit. They just won $250,000 and they're coming to play at our uh, $1,000 tournament. (laughs) And what I'll say about that is that is back when esports was so young that people were hungry for it. Yeah. You know, it was literally Um, only, it was like Halo 3 was what people like breathed, smash. Yeah. And that was, that was fucking it. And it was only. MLG was your competition if you were going to do anything because they were like the top tier. Oh, I see. Yeah. And um, I went ahead and went to school and got my degrees in architecture. And for that period of time, it was pretty dark as far as, you know, trying to advance the, not dark in my life, dark in my life. She got the art. That's what I did, the rough patch. (laughs) It was all kinds of drugs. and um, But, you know, I didn't really put a lot of energy into the UGC yeah. at that time. We had it. We had Facebook and Twitter and that, but um, people would host things here and there. And then after I graduated, got a, a, uh, a real job, I guess you call it, uh, <laughs> I started taking my money and investing it into doing UGC stuff. Yeah. And we actually hosted the first couple UGC events outside the scope of the American Legion at Rinlight College, and we got a, a monitor sponsor. And things progressed. I will say that the esports space is very competitive, and it's also a struggle to, to get into. And it's kind of two things. It's weird because during that time, nobody believed in it and thought it was stupid and a waste of time because of video games. And then it almost just flipped to where now you have these high-level players with lots of money just trying to control the market. Yeah. Um, flash forward, I uh, got a business partner from London, John Beebe. You know, he invested several years of his life, and uh, Graf Smolak, who's from the UK as well. Arguably and, one of the coolest names I've ever heard in my yeah, entire life. And, Raf. Yeah. Raf Smolak. And, um, he is not a dragon that guards gold in the mountain, <laughs> <laughs> for those listening. And Raf, if you're listening, you are brilliant. He is a super smart guy. Um, yeah, both of those guys are. Very impressive. And Joe Fries, if you're listening, you have beautiful nails and hair. You do. Joe's the most beautiful human being. I, I envy his vegan nature. Yeah. You know, 
his skin, nails, mm-hmm. all just pure, pure plant made. Um, <laughs> I would kiss him if you let me. I would kiss him. <laughs> but um, you know, those guys, they I think kind of saw a market that was going to be hard to get into, yeah. and maybe lost a little bit of interest. So I knew I had to pursue more funding and. Later led me to pitching um, a guy from Edwardsville named Jeff Cooper. He is <clears throat> CEO and founder of a group called Lineup Media Group, and they have a ton of uh, companies under that umbrella. And since then, we've been able to really push the envelope. And uh, we've done several big scale things. We've done events in Vegas, Atlantic City, with Caesar's Palace. We've partnered with Microsoft on a lot of stuff. We're building um, technology surrounding esports and. I mean, it's it's been a crazy journey, and it's it's feels like a grind. There's a lot of times you question it, but uh, overall, I'm I'm happy that we started the game at it, man. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, I'm happy too. Uh, one of my one of the things I was what do you think like as it stands right now? What are the extended goals for the UGC as as a company, as a brand, as everything? Like, what are what are your aspirations as it stands now? Because I know it's it's already gotten so big and it's mm-hmm. got so much recognition from everything. I thought it was awesome and I mentioned it to Shad on one of our episodes before um, whenever I saw like articles from whenever the classic happened on like fucking Kotaku and shit yeah. on IGN. I, it was everywhere and I was just like, this is so dope to know that this is being recognized <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. I was just like, where where are you going to try and branch out now? Sure. Um, that's a loaded question. <laughs> uh, and sometimes the esports space moves so fast it's kind of hard to to figure it out, you know, one day you have Fortnite and then all of a sudden Apex Fortnite. drops and there's 50, 000, 50 million active players, so you have to adapt. I know we want to break into the Battle Royale space um, pretty heavily. We're building an online tournament platform. That's our major focus. But um, I would say goals for UGC is to become a household brand. That's what we really want. Um, people say that's so MLG. We want people to say, you know, I want to go UGC. Mm-hmm. And selling our merchandise and being recognized as a brand, an esports lifestyle, that's a goal. I can tell you that this summer we're in our second round fundraising, so maybe partnering with a, a big professional sports team. We have some conversations going on with like the Dallas Mavericks, which would be really awesome. cool. Um, so we definitely have goals, but to like to identify those with like there's just several loose ends out there that we need sure. to tie up. But yeah, yeah. I think just uh, expand the brand. You know, maybe partner like on a like an ownership level with Microsoft even. You know, they're getting with the developer. If I had it my way, we would scale enough internally to be able to design and develop esports game titles in-house. So we would we would use our, our you knowledge. You like, actually have UGC be a publisher at that point. Exactly. But or a developer only, and right. maybe publisher. Yeah, and so. it would only focus on <clears throat> esports-specific titles, you yeah. know, and we would really... The physics, the balance, the weapons, the skill gap, all of that we could focus on. And then we can host... Online, live, whatever, and we can control the settings. We can control how the game is. That would be really cool just as an aspiration anyways, knowing all of the people that you do know that play these games professionally from that standpoint, having them be people that come in and test the game from the ground level up and being like, oh, I I really like the way that the the head movement is for this character and stuff like that, playing with a controller versus playing with a mouse and keyboard and stuff and actually getting the input from people that you know are actually going to be competitive in the market for it. And it kind of flips the switch because what we're seeing is these game developers control their title, rightfully so. You know, they've invested so much energy into it. But um, now the tournament organizer, the esports company, 
we control the title, right. you know, and so it's not been done. People aren't doing that. You know, MLG got purchased by Activision Blizzard, so now they're under that banner. But what if this? What if we flip? What if we flip? Yeah. You know, and um, I think that would be really cool. Maybe partnering. That they bought Blizzard or Activision brought, bought MLG. MLG. For 50, so is it still like million. MLG based for like tournaments and stuff, or they yeah. have to have it just um, hang on to Well, it? so MLG runs the majority of the Overwatch League. But sure. it's labeled the Overwatch League. Yeah. Um, MLG runs the majority of COD World League. And it's labeled COD World League, but MLG still gets its branding right. in there. So there is still the MLG brand, but they're all under the developer's banner. Um, you know, and that happened in 2014. I think they sold to Activision Blizzard for Can 50 million. Can any of that million. stuff affect them that happened with Blizzard recently with all the layoffs? I don't know, actually. I saw some complaints on Twitter, but I'm not sure if it affected the esports. I had heard most of the stuff that happened during that layoff was, like, most of the employees were actually people that were, like, business-related, you know, like, people yeah. from HR, people from just business side of things, advertising, and not necessarily, like, actual game development or anything uh, that was tied to that. Right, so that's what yeah. I ended up hearing, but I don't think it's still a lot of people It was a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it affected the esports uh, sector of it. And for the developers, this is all marketing. You know, Gears of War is willing to put two hundred thousand dollars up uh, prize money and host these yeah. tournaments, and they see like they don't get ticket sales. They don't, you know, it's it's purely a marketing play for them. Yeah, to build their title. How many people do you have on staff now? Like under the UGZ umbrella? We have nine full time. Nine full time. Yeah, that's awesome. That consists of graphic designers, video editors, um, programmers. And then we've got guys that run our tournaments. There, you know, there's things that I used like, to do that. We've I got do. graphic designers, programmers. We've got uh, uh, Nick Jennings over here. He's his own thing. And then we've got these guys. <laughs> Nick is brilliant as well. Um, very talented. But yes, he is his own creature. <laughs> so, like, when when an, when you guys get an idea for an event or you go forward with that, is that something that you just kind of go, hey, we want to we want to shoot for something in St. Louis or we want to shoot for something in Vegas, and then you kind of build from there. How does that kind of come to life? Where we're at currently is usually developers sought out. So, you know, Microsoft will come to us and say, hey, we want oh, to do a Halo okay. 3 throwback. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? And then we come back and we brainstorm. We know what budget's available. We know what access we have to venue space and what we would need to do. And then we go back to them and say we think it should be in St. Louis AKA Collinsville, and we can do this for this budget. Um, we could be big. And like our last event, we blew it out of the water. We had the, like 140 team passes sold. It was the biggest Halo 3, biggest Halo event since uh, MLG like 2009, 2010. Yeah. And um, it was great to see that because you, we used to go to the MLG events and yeah. like the nostalgia to like sitting back and realizing that UGC is doing this is really cool. Hmm. This is like the cool. first one we went to was the. Uh, was it the Combine? In Chicago? In, yeah. The, we went or to the, Columbus, Chicago. We went to Columbus, Chicago, and Nashville. Yep. Was it Nashville? Nashville was probably the Nashville first Nashville was one. the amateur one that was the very first one. I think you're right, Because we yeah. took... Uh, who played with us? I mean, we, we, had, we sponsored that team that had like a few people on it with us. I, I don't know, but when you say about... When you talk about Nashville, I think about... I was going through our old photos. It was just like three weeks ago. Oh. And, have, and, and um, there's this picture of me, you, Timmy... And maybe Kalen, and we're like in oh. front of a palm tree. Oh no no no! It was me, you, Timmy, and Richard. Yes. Kalen, I think, took the picture, and I had my back turned like this. I remember like, and I look at that, and I'm like, oh my god, thank god I'm not, thank god I'm not 20 again or 19 or whatever. I was. Like, that was horrible. But I mean, we look like pro gamers. You know? <laughs> 
we rolled deep in there with like ten different UGC. Shirts you have like on the it. Uh, the sweet UGC design that was like looked like we just stepped off a fresh. Uh, what was that? What what like a Affliction. Ed Hardy? Oh, Ed Hardy. Ed yeah, Hardy like, like design on it, basically. Yeah, almost. I really did. I'm like, oh my god. But um, yeah. So. So how have the uh, how have the participants changed over the years? Are they are they less smelly than they were fifteen years ago or so? <laughs> you can't be talking about my people. Like that. No, I mean you you definitely get your whiffs of bo and weed when you walk through a. a Is there more weed now than there was before? Oh yeah, I mean at our Vegas event, I can't count how many trash bags we got hauled off with Adderall, weed, and cocaine in it. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, I guess they didn't realize that we would have security at the door, and they're yeah. like, nope, you can't have this, or this, or this, and there's like a, a, a weapon, that, like, a gun, a sword, like, you know, it's, I'm kidding about the weapons and the sword, but, um. Yeah, I'd heard of that, like, Addy got pretty bad It still probably day. is, yeah. to be honest, um, you hear stories about Adderall and how it's used, and there's not really a solution for it, yeah. I know. Maybe, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, don't do drugs. But from what I hear, do, it makes you a god. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, you I'm, can do that if you need to, and it's prescribed to you from a doctor. Or if you steal it from somebody who got it prescribed to you. It's or if you need to go on the corner. You know, I got contacts. Two bucks a pop. You got this nurse I know. Is that Halloween right now? <laughs> no, um, Shit, I gotta get in the attic. <laughs> um, but are they... Are they well, you can't generalize anything, but are, I know what you're saying. I are mean, they are they different? Are they you you have more like are they bitchy? Are they are you mm. dealing with a bunch of kids now that are just like is does that part just kind of definitely a lot of complaining? Out? And yeah. that's that's a really hard aspect of running a company like, like this. Isn't the whining like that's always been a thing? Like it's there's always be, there are always gonna be those people We're that, just older and a little bit more like we damn are. kids. Yes. <laughs> but I mean like I feel like just the whining was always a thing. I it's remember stressful. seeing that from the term. Yeah. You, know, you got half the people that want one thing and half the people that want something else, and we make an announcement and on Twitter it's like it's on a Friday. We wanted a Saturday. It's on a Saturday. We want a Monday. It's like it's and then like some people. If I couldn't work. I had to work on Friday. Well, we're dealing with you know four thousand participants online. Right. If everybody can't play on a Friday night, makes sense. Like you know, I don't know how you fix that. But um, yeah. I will say that you see a professionalism from these players now that you didn't see before. Oh, that's cool. So like you know, before it'd be kids showing up and. Um, what were the rhinestone jeans and ripped up pants, oh, you know, yeah, and like cool. somehow like gray t-shirt and now they show up, you know, they, they we have just branding, the buckle. branding on their pants, branding on the shirt, jerseys. Um, most of the pro players are very well uh, presented and, you know, pretty respectful. Sometimes they pop off and get mad about something, but they're pretty understanding. Yeah. I was going to um, say, like, I feel like now, especially with esports becoming as popular as it is and just keeping going, going, going. You see the fact that these people are just like, oh shit! It's like we are like basically pro athletes. It's your at this job. Point. Yeah, this is your yeah. job to actually do this. I'm making money, winning this game, and being good at this game. Yeah, getting good. Now, on an amateur level, you know the guys haven't changed much. You know, really, like if you look at the amateurs, there are some of them that are on that cusp of being pro. They may be different, but a lot of them, it's it's very similar. I wouldn't say they're stinky, but I would say like you know. Um, they might, they they're might. really sneaky. They, they, it's just like me in the room alone playing Apex. I just get pissed sometimes. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I'm like perspirating. I'm like sitting in a room like, oh, God, I stink. You know, like, uh, I haven't moved in three yeah. days. I think, you know, also you hit on something really important, though. That is the stereotype. Yeah. You know, and it's it's really not the case. Um, 
you know, most of these guys, like I said, well presented. They bring their girlfriends. They have their girlfriends cheering for them. You know, it's they're competitors. Some of them are like, you know, played football in high school or basketball, and they like to compete. Yeah. And so you see it more sense. about the competition than whereas maybe before it was about the video games. Video right. game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You have another question. You know, right? I got a hundred questions. You ask him. You go ahead. All of a sudden, you go. You good. Uh, no, I don't want to. Well, fine, Matt. Yes. Jeff. Uh, any, like, I mean, obviously you don't necessarily look to it as far as, like, competition, but for anybody that's, like, you that's, like, starting up their own business and anything that's kind of entrepreneurial, do you have any other, like, advice that you could give? I mean, it's... Or somebody, even somebody that's just, like... We're wanting to start a land center in our local town too. Yeah. Do you have advice for us? Sure. Matt Jackson? Yes. Of Ducoin? Yes. I can do. Don't do it. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Don't do it. I think it relies heavily on evaluating your environment. So, you know, if we're referring to a land center, a land center probably wouldn't work in Ducoin. You know, we did it out of hobby, out of passion, and, yeah. it, and it worked because we didn't, we weren't saying, if we don't make money with this, we're not going to be here. We knew we could do this, and we have a space to play. Yeah. Um, if you're doing it for a business model to sustain to sustain something, um, you have to really evaluate your location. Somewhere like St. Louis, maybe even Carbondale might work, but um, I know there's been several local land centers that's tried to pop up, and yeah. they usually close within a year. I would say, you know, trying to get into esports specifically, and not as a team, but as a company. Um, first advice is be ready for a grind and it's not easy to get in the space. Like it's, it is hard and you have to be, you have to build a team that believes in what you're doing and you have to find, um, partners and executives and people that, you know, could help you with this, uh, and believe in it. You know, that would be some big advice. I also think it's really important to realize your skill sets and then see how you can maximize those. So for like the Halo Classic, we built all the desks the main stage, the player stations, and you could argue that we've, it was a two, like a $20,000 value, we built it all for like 800 bucks because that's our skill set. And like you mentioned, Nick Jennings, very creative, um, wonderful art that he produces, and mm-hmm. you know, that's handsome. his skills. Yeah, and he's a handsome man. Um, and so you, you think about those things, you build a team with uh, crafts and skill, mm-hmm. and then you execute. And it's no different than any other business, it takes a lot of work, um, and you have to just stick it out and, and grind, but you got to make good decisions because if you run down the rabbit hole for with a bad decision in esports, it could cost you, you know, thousands of dollars and potentially closing your company. So um, it's it's almost a blur to think about the process, uh, and some of it's painful and some of it's like really enjoyable, great great memories, but uh, it's sacrifice for sure. What's the worst shit that's went down for you at an event? Okay, um, we were freighting our equipment from Ducoin to Las Vegas, and we contracted a company that um, was a terrible idea to contract. <laughs> we were trying to, to work within our budget, and we found a company that could do it a little bit cheaper than a standard freight truck, and they show up and see our gear, they're like, load it up, cool. Well, we get a call uh, at midnight before we're supposed to arrive in Vegas to set up, and they say, hey, we got stopped at a weigh station, and they won't let us advance because we're 5,000 pounds overweight. Oh, shit. Um, we had 16,000 pounds of gear in this truck. 
and oh like we're talking Xboxes, monitors, lights, trussing, the whole kit. And so we have to figure it out. We're talking to one of our guys, like talking about flying him out, him getting a U-Haul, and like make, running several trips. And um, what we ended up doing was hiring a moving company because it was insured to go there and move it off one truck. And then we had to contract a legitimate tractor trailer to load it onto to get to our event. Oh that company um, later just left us. The one that was supposed to finish our, our route, uh-huh. they just said, okay, we're gone, and they, and they left. So we have all of our gear, 16,000 pounds of gear, in Las Vegas at uh, Caesars Entertainment Studios. And on Monday, when we need to load trucks and get back, we barely had a solution. We found a company that would do it for us, but um, I would say that was probably the most hectic. There are definitely fires at every one of them, yeah. you know, whether it be internet, power, whatever, but that is probably the most iconic that's like, what are we going to do? Stuff got real. Yeah. Yeah. And you always know what you're doing with your freight companies now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who are the Dallas Mavericks? <laughs> the basketball team? Oh, is that what that is? Yes, they're an NBA, they're an NBA team. Yes. I don't know. Was that, just a, was it, was that part of your questions before? Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he, already, he knew. He yeah. knew well in yeah. advance. He already knew. They're owned by Mark Cuban. Who's that? <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, have you ever watched Shark Tank? No. He doesn't watch TV. Justin, you well, Justin, he watches <laughs> TV, but we watch like... I watch what I want to watch. Yeah. Not, he doesn't want to watch Shark Tank. So like a little context to that. The NBA is making something called the NBA 2K League. So every NBA team is drafting now NBA 2K players, and they're actually having, like, oh, in, no shit. in parallel, you have the NBA, and then you've got the digital NBA. Yeah. And so the Mavs, as well as, like, the Cavaliers and several others are um, buying into these, these this league, and they actually last weekend had a draft in New York, just like they would the NBA yeah. draft. So, but the Bulls? players, like, I don't, I don't know actually. Like getting for, like, like video game players? players. Yes, for that's like, cool. yeah, it's like, the, yeah. Um, so that's really what they're pushing. But we also see like the Cavaliers now own a League of Legends team. Mm-hmm. They own some other like uh, professional esports teams. It's really awesome, like turning on like ESPN and seeing like uh, like an Overwatch league or something like that being played on there. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, what made you? want to continue with the UGC like over the years after your dark period after my dark period <laughs> well, I'm sure there's got to be tons of points in time where you're just like I need to put this down or put it to the side dude honestly other. I'm not going to lie even still there's times because you know while the UGC has grown and I'm really proud of where we're at we haven't made it you know this, there's there's nothing that says UGC will be here in a year yeah when we do I'm going to you know fist in the air or maybe boombox in the air you know yeah. I think my like phone in the air now but um, I will celebrate but there there is nothing that's comforting me right now that says UGC will be here in a year or two years um, and I think that's what drives me forward to keep going but there are it's a mental struggle you know there's times there's a lot of sacrifice when I started this I would work a full-time job 8 to 4 come home, eat, and then go straight to the shop and work on UGC until 2 or 3 in the morning on on stuff. And so during that time, no pay, no staff, and uh, definitely questioning it. And I I think that I, not to pat myself on the back, I just didn't quit. Like, I just was resilient and just like, I'm going to keep doing this and see what happens. And um, we were we were hit with roadblocks, you know, funding, having to raise funding, and we talked to several local people trying to get them to invest into this, and they they weren't buying in. And we talked to people in St. Louis, they weren't buying in, and I just I just kept trying. And um, luckily, we we found a, a great company and a partner that was that would believe in it. And um, yeah, that's. 
that's pretty much it. That's really awesome. Um, what about like competitor wise? What makes the UGC in general stand apart from all the rest of the competitors that are left on the market? Sure. I mean, there are definitely two or three competitors out there that um, that are, I would say, our level or higher. Mm-hmm. Obviously, MLG is on another level. You know. Sure. But I almost don't, I almost discredit them now just because they're owned by a developer. It's like, okay, I was gonna say, okay you got, you're cheating now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If anything is um, under the umbrella of Activision, yeah. you probably have yeah. all the money. I will say from a business standpoint, a business model standpoint, um, you know, I feel like UGC has done a great job of being crafty. You know, we are organic. We come from the space, and I think that's what makes us unique. I do feel people trust our brand. We always pay the players. There are our competitors that have these tournaments and then don't pay their players. Wow. Um, you know, and... I think it's the organic nature of who we are, and you know, we try to like be as genuine as possible with our fans, and I think that sets us apart. I will also say the fact that we started this in 2005, and then, you know, 2009, 2010, we had the UGC brand coming up. That that's that's pretty early. We were too soon at the time, but we stuck it out. But I think that getting a jump on our competition also had had a value. It speaks to the long. I mean, obviously, to the longevity of it, but it's really cool knowing that. Even to this day, if people were to like dig deep and look and stuff, you could be like, "Oh, look, oh UGC. No wonder we've heard of it. We, there was a tournament back in 2010 yeah. that people have pictures on their on their <laughs> Facebook page of and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, and stuff's out there. You know, really you've got cool. Fear itself is a, a now a Fortnite streamer with a, a great following, but he played at our 2010 mm-hmm. Ninja. Ninja played at our 2014 Halo tournament. Mm-hmm. Ninja, the Ninja, the Ninja. Yeah, holy shit. He knows Ninja. Do you? I know that word. Oh, he knows his name. <laughs> he he's he loves Fortnite. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. He's an all star. He plays center. basketball. He's a he's a left fielder for the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, what is the, what is the uh, the game now? Like, is is Apex the new like thing that everybody's about? Is that where tournaments are What's going? What's the hotness, What's, babe? What's the high? I mean, Fortnite's still there. You Fortnite's. know, I, I don't know if Fortnite's really an eSport. I kind of feel like it's not. I but... hate that fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you cut that out? <laughs> Epic Games. Uh, UGC does not align with that statement at all. Um, That's true. That was Shad that said it. Not no, part of UGC. I mean, what Fortnite did is brilliant. They were the... Well, oh, yeah. I mean, what they were... You know, PUBG, H1Z1, these games were Battle Royale. They released. They charged people. And then Fortnite said, hey, we got a model here. We're going to give the game for free. We have these microtransactions in our game. And it's sustained. And now they're having $100 million worth of prize money for their esports um, initiative. Again, it's... Uh, I just struggle with Fortnite on, on a couple of levels just because the way they're adding stuff to the game. And, um, you know, I, I'm not a third-person fan, so I'm not best to comment on it. But I will say Apex is, to me, it seems very promising in the Battle Royale esports space. I if, love the way that... I, everything about the way that it controls and feels while you're playing it is just... It stands out above the rest of them. 100% anyway. Apex is the first Battle Royale game out of the box that makes sense for esports. Yes, so, it does to me, for um, sure. You know, they went from 30 million to 50 million active players in a matter of, of weeks. Uh, so I would say that's hot. Fortnite's always still hot. Yeah. Um, Halo 3 is kind of making a resurgence. Mm-hmm. but They also- just announced, uh, when was it? Yesterday, Microsoft did the... the PC. Master Chief collections come into PC, and yeah. they're gonna start. Bo- they're gonna box in uh, Reach with it yep. now too, which is that. really awesome. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. You know, there's questions if the Halo franchise will do a battle royale game. 
Uh-huh. And if they did, it probably would be massive because, you know, it it's got me, such a rich history. Yeah, it makes me Everybody's wonder coming back out of the woodwork for yeah. that. If that would be just something they would try to tag in with Infinite once it actually releases, exactly. you know, as a tie into it. Yeah. I don't know what they have coming down the pipe as far as like Microsoft goes for things coming out because I mean we've talked about it before like the rumors of the new consoles and everything coming out but I feel like this year we'll probably see a trailer and probably get Halo Infinite I hope so it's it's concerning because it seems like they're doing a lot of stuff that's maybe um, displaying that they're not quite ready yet you know like yeah. bringing back Halo 3 on MCC super yeah. I'm super happy about it personally but you know that's kind of a like when they called us it's like that's throwing us off, you know, like, yeah. you know, what are you guys doing? But, um, and it's a great move for them. It key, their game is still active. It's still alive. But, um, yeah, it's also interesting, back to your question, like, there are just different communities. Smash is huge. Yeah. If you're a Smash player, then that community is huge. CSGO. CSGO is massive. And it's a, you know, it's a PC-based game. It's, it's heavily played in the UK. nuts how long that game has been played. Yeah. That's, that came out, Go came out in 2004. I think yeah, I think it came out what the orange box did, yeah. and that was two thousand four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah, huh. that's a long time for a game to have that kind of yeah. contingency. I mean, that's as long as WoW's been out. So volume wise, you look at Twitch, Fortnite, Apex, top two stream games. Yeah. They're up there. League of Legends is kind of in its own sector, and it's huge. So I mean, there's a lot of titles out there that that work. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege has a yeah. great following, uh, and so it's hard to pinpoint which one's like the go to. It's, it's what's your go to. Right, right now, now it's Apex. Is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but uh, I always love Halo, Halo Three, Halo One on MCC for me personally. I love it, but <laughs> I very rarely lose. <laughs> What's your go-to? Come Shad? at me, bro. <laughs> My go-to is Kingdom Hearts. It's oh, true. He I, loves him some Kingdom Hearts. Interesting. Give him some more questions. I'm out of my hot questions that um, I'm going to ask. I have one final question. Oh, I've got one more, too. Oh, no. But it's just more of like an umbrella question. Well, mine's better, then. Yeah. Um, throughout the existence of this podcast, Justin continues to bring up your name and talking about his youth and his stories. How do you feel about that? And do you feel like you need to be uh, paid for your, your name being used constantly? Constantly? I've been tracking it, actually. I listen to every one. I've got a spreadsheet. And one day you will receive a fat bill from me. Constantly? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that's that's awesome. I appreciate that. I have lots of great memories with Justin. And, and like, really, the, the company's uh, existence is... And Justin was right part of that. And, you know, it's, it's awesome. His, his success is sorely upon my shoulders. On shoulder. <laughs> the real the difference is Justin chose to grow up and I chose to be Peter Pan. It's not true. It's I'm not Peter true. Pan and I got my... Just because I have a child does not mean I'm grown up at all. You can tell by the serious tone that Matt has when he presents himself during this. And I'm over here saying, like, you know, fuck and stuff like that every other word. So, yeah, you know. You know, everybody has their thing. <laughs> My last question I was going to do was just something that I want to instill in all of our interviews that we do. I want to ask you, uh, whenever we do our uh, personal episodes, I don't know if you've actually listened to any of the stuff at all. Um, When we do personal episodes, we do our palms, which is our pieces of media. So uh, we talk about every week, we talk about uh, the things we've been uh, playing, watching, um, reading, listening to, and everything like that. Just kind of have our own little touch of everything and just to let people know this is a cool game to play, whatever. Um, but I want to know your favorite palms. So we'll start off with games. Your favorite game of all time. We'll do a uh, favorite movie, TV show, 
music, and if you have like a favorite book or comic book, and it could be anything. Just give a little brief. Uh, this is my favorite game and why kind of a thing. Mm. What's your favorite game? Dang, dude, that's rough. That's hard because you know, I would say my favorite competitive game is Halo. My favorite yeah. game in general. I mean, Zelda was a banger. Like. I put lots of hours in that, lots of time on the phone with Justin. Like, how do I beat Ganondorf? What arrows do I use? So, I mean, there's so many. But, yeah, I would probably say Zelda and Halo uh, for favorite game. Favorite movie is definitely Zoolander. Uh, still. Mm, yeah. still I mean, like, how was the second one? I haven't seen it yet. You know, it was, pretty, it was more of the same, but it, it wasn't as good. It's not going to be as good as the first one. People kind of ripped thing. on it, but I watched it, and I was like, it's still there, Rick. Yeah, <laughs> it's still good. Actually, it was like... Uh, like a month ago, Mandy had never watched it oh ever at gosh. all. So it was on, uh, like on Epics or something like that. So we sat down and watched it. After it was done, I was like, "How did you think of it?" And she was just like, "How did I not watch this when I was younger? This is like up my alley." It's just a flavor, <laughs> man. I've talked to some people and they like, "This is the most like idiotic show I've ever watched." Uh, and I get it really, really passionate. Is. And I like rip like... my shirt and I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Zoolander. I mean, there's so many other ones. Anchorman. Yeah. Um, and I like comedies, so I want to laugh whenever I'm not like stressed out, yeah. and wanting to jump off a building. Oh, uh, not really, not really. Just, just kidding. Epic uh, Games. I'm not really trying to jump off the building. Yeah. Um, what was the other questions? Favorite book? Uh, you have favorite TV show? Favorite Something TV show. Something that you show. still Oof. follow and watch all the time. Dude, I don't watch a whole lot of TV, honestly. Um, Family Guy. <laughs> that made me think of it. When okay, I, oh, yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, I love Shark Tank. I like that kind of stuff. I'm watching on Netflix the Unsolved Mysteries of Tupac and Biggie right now. Oh, and it has got me hooked. Like, I'm about it, about it. So, you know, like, nice. that's cool. There's, 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 so let's talk about this. Unsolved Mysteries of Tupac and Biggie. This is actually like about like who killed who, what went down kind exactly, of a thing. Exactly, dude. Who do you think killed who? I think that... Do you think it was all Suge Knight? I, well, that's <laughs> Suge Knight. Um, I think that Tupac killed Biggie, and then Biggie faked his death and came back and killed Tupac and then killed himself. Shit, this is like... I, kind of know, I want to see an actual, like, just a TV show, like a dramatization of this whole thing. Dude, Not just no like idea. a notorious movie. I have no idea, but it's amazing to watch that and see, like, the culture and, you know, how, how rap was inspired. And yeah. it was about gang wars, the East versus the West, yeah. and, like, who's got the best bars and who can bang, you know. And that's, like, for me, I love watching that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, and it's it, awesome. And they were innovators, you know. It's, like, it's very cool um, for that, that purpose. But, you guys, that's a tough question, so, like, uh, pick one. I don't know if you, like... I don't know how much comic book wise you read a lot growing up or anything, but I know you have tons of books that you've read. You're a you're a bookologist. I have a, many books. You have many bound in mahogany. My smells of rich mahogany. Uh, what's one of your favorite books? I mean, The Hobbit would have to be my favorite book because growing up, that's that's what I read numerous times, and right. I could just I could just picture everything uh, in my head. So I'll always go to The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. You know, my security question is. Favorite book, The Hobbit. Just so you guys know. Um, uh, but I am, you know, reading more and more like personal development books, and I can't pick one exactly. There's a book called Bold that talks about how technology has changed the um, the startup and the business space, and it gives guys kind of like me or us even like you guys are doing this podcast and you have access to to fans and you can reach more people. We couldn't yeah. always do this. You yeah. Know? Um, he talks about 3D printing, digital fabrication, those kinds of things that I love and how. I can make a part or a uh, product and take it to market almost 
without having to get a big manufacturer behind it. So sure. um, I love books like that as well. Comic books, I'm just going to say Iron Man wins every time versus anyone. Okay. That's it. I have not read an Iron Man book, but, that holds but up. Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr., and that's, in my opinion, whenever it just, that's whenever the comic existed. Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. He used to have a massive cocaine addiction. He's all good now. Exactly. <laughs> it's all good. Um, music. Music. Mm. Oof. I mean... Rhythm is a dancer. Rhythm is a dancer. That one? I mean... I do like hip hop music and and rap music. I think that that's a, uh, you know, I, I can get down with that. Hey, I, I just read your face. You're just like, I do love hip hop music, and he just looked at you like that's like the whitest response no. to hip hop. <laughs> that's what it looked like. And I felt like it was a response to something that there wasn't there. You're just like, I do like it. Like I do, man. <laughs> I don't know. Now listen, I will flip this fucking table. <laughs> That's a tough one as well. I mean, I listen to a lot of stuff. Um, we actually have another company that is working on merchandising, so we've had opportunity to work with some pretty big... Uh, but by Jack? No. This ja- is no, that Jack no Bye? I'm no longer involved. You're no longer in, in John Paul? Oh, my no, God. This is, uh, this is through my business partner in Edwardsville. And, um, What's that know, one? It's the company name? Yeah. It's it's actually called Hangman Designs. Hangman? Hangman. Hangman? Hangman. 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 Uh, I mean, the, the name is kind of, you know, it is, but is not relevant. We don't brand anything with that. Oh, sure. we, just, we just have a company name that, and then we are a manufacturer. We also develop e-commerce stores for these artists. But um, so, you know, we will get someone like OT Genesis or A Boogie with the Hoodie or, you know, Kiki Palmer's the one where we're kind of I know A Boogie with the Hoodie. Yeah. Like, personally? Oh. No, I mean I just I've listened I've listened to his music on yeah. Spotify. Yeah, and like not saying we've landed all those artists or we have anything going on, but you know, in discussions with them, I'll go and research and listen to their music, and sure. and I really enjoy that. Um, I will I will listen to anything apart from probably country music, but um, you don't want you don't want to listen to a little Josh Turner. No, uh, no, I don't. I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, but I mean, old old school stuff isn't bad. Like when country was country. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. little Conway Twitty. Before it was pop. Yeah, before it was pop. Um, Jared pop. But um, yeah. So I I can't pick one specific song. Yeah. I guess Holiday Inn by Snoop Dogg. Oh. <laughs> That's always my go-to. If I have to pick one, it'll be Holiday Inn. Yeah. I at least listen know. to it once every trip that I'm if in the car. If you're in anywhere that has the touch tunes, uh, like the machine, <laughs> you know, I play that, and then everybody just looks at me like, "I was you, wasn't it?" I'm like, "Hotel Motel." You know, that's how they know you're real. That's how they know. You have any more follow-up questions? I'm it. I'm it. You're it. I'm it. He's the question. That's it. Thank you for doing this with us and being my first. Always. <laughs> I don't know what I say to that either. Um, <laughs> um, if people want to get a hold of, uh, or not get a hold of the UGC, but want to check it out and stuff, yeah. they want to plug some stuff for the UGC sure. where they can check it out and whatever's coming up next. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at UGC Events. That's probably the most active social outlet we have. We update uh, constantly with what's going on. We have an online tournament platform called UGCEsports.gg. Go there, make an account. We have $100, $200 tournaments periodically throughout the week. Halo awesome. 1, Halo 2, Halo 3. Uh, we will be launching an, a- an Apex initiative on that as well. Um, so I'd say definitely te- check out UGCEsports.gg, our Twitter, and um, 
If you wanted to contact me, I, I always wanted to talk to people that's interested in gaming. We have a volunteer list for events, so you can email me at matt at ugc.gg as well, and maybe we can connect on some level. I, I've found that through this process, there are people that I've connected with in the past that have now came back around and are influencers in the space. Some of the guys we sponsored for our, our uh, for MLG events Sweet. are now massive inf- influencers in the space, and not as a player, but as like an organization. Huh, and cool. um, and those connections are genuine. So I'm always wanting to connect with people genuinely and see where their interests are and you know how we can invest in each other. So then, you know, you guys up at the studio, you guys do uh, stuff on Twitch all the time too. Yeah, we stream on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash UGC, and on Mixer as well. Sweet. Mixer, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, like in a kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> not like that. No, Mixer is Microsoft's um, uh, broadcasting it's, it's, and streaming platform. It's their, their Twitch. They have their own thing that is like Twitch oh, that they cool. stream. It's uh, exclusively owned by Microsoft, and you can access it like on Xboxes and stuff. Yeah, like that that's too. Right. And what the hell is a GG? Like a dot GG? It's something that's used uh, heavily in the video game space. Ghetto gamer. Well, it's like good game. Oh, good game. But yeah. it's actually for like some. Really obscure foreign country, like nice. Should, it starts with a G. Yeah, and so I'm just like wondering. Guatemala. Oh, maybe I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but it's funny because I just wonder if the people. What like, did you the, say? Guatemala for GG. There's only one G in Guatemala. Guada Guagamala. Guagamala. Gola 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 Island. It's for Gola Gola. Yeah, Island. that's what it Sweet. is. Yeah, nice. Gogola. Gola Gola. Yeah. yeah. No. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks yeah. for having me. It's been fun. And then you say, I feel New Zealand. I feel New Zealand. IFNZ Production.